We all need a shot of encouragement to keep us going. A new beginning with Greg Laurie is sure to help in your journey of faith. Hear it twice daily. Details at vision.org.au. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. History Makers with Matt Prater. Coming off of drugs, you're going to have emotional problems, but I kept chasing after God. And he's using this vehicle to bring people out of the dark into the light. And I went forward and I knelt at the front, and it, it was a radical conversion experience. And that's where the big change happened, and that's where we decided we're going to use our music for God, we're going to change our songs. When I was about 25-year-old, I was uh, busted and into jail, and it was there that I came to the Lord. History Makers with Matt Prater. Prater. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're chatting with my old mate, DJ Payne. <laughs> he's uh, currently the breakfast host on Vision Christian Radio around Australia, but he's worked on a whole bunch of other Christian stations. He's uh, also uh, very talented at you know all sorts of multimedia things. We're going to hear a bit, a bit about his story, his photography and all that, and he loves Christian music, so I'm looking forward to chatting to him today. Welcome along, mate. Tell us a bit of your background. Where were you born and raised? Uh, born in Brisbane, raised on the Gold Coast. Uh, my mother and I once worked out in the first four years of my life, I think we moved 18 times. Oh, wow. That's a lot. And that's a bit of a uh, reoccurring theme with my late great father, Johnny Payne, who, uh, you know, we could do an entire interview about him, but uh, he was the classic uh, bipolar before it was cool, oh, you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he was uh, involved in entertainment. Mm-hmm. He was an entertainer himself. What a, com- a surprise. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> a comedian, compare singer, did all, you know, uh, all, his, all this different stuff. So there was a lot of travelling. Had a, very briefly had a, uh, a, a, um, a live Country music television show on a on the ABC network. Okay, uh, before Countdown or anything like that, it was like a country music of that. Uh, but be- again, uh, with his bipolar, he uh, told the director how to uh, do it better, and the show got cancelled pretty quickly. <laughs> so uh, that, that was the legacy of uh, of the late great Johnny Payne. So we moved around a lot, but then finally settled down on the Gold Coast. So, okay, yeah. And did you have like a religious upbringing? Uh, my uh, my mum and dad um, got saved. You know, probably saved. Uh, you know, in a, in a classic independent Baptist, Southern conservative Baptist church on the Gold Coast in uh, in the 70s when I was probably about four or five. And then it didn't take, you know, long. I think I was about seven years old and uh, the pastor delivered a very uh, straightforward gospel message just as I am started playing on the organ ah. and uh, down I walked, the, you know, down the aisle and I made a, you know, it was a conviction of the heart at seven years old that I wanted to be saved. Yep. And, um, you know, and that's about as a dramatic as a testimony I have. I don't have one of those testimonies where, and then I backslid into, <laughs> like, there's nothing like that. It's just like, no, I walk forward. And from that moment, God has been faithful mm-hmm. uh, in my life to, uh, you know, to, to you know, just, just I've grown in him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all for all those many, many years now, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, there, of course, there's moments of you know rebellion and sin and everything else like that. But that was, uh, you know, that was my upbringing. Um, I ended up running a youth group uh, at the church that I was at. By the time I was like 16, running Sunday school programs, going to Bible college. So the, there was always. I, I thought for a long time that I would end up in the ministry as far as a youth pastor or a pastor or something like that. Mm-hmm. God had other ideas. Took me into a more of a creative world, and uh, now sort of come full circle all these years later. Now I'm sort of bringing the best of both of them together in radio. 
Well, let's just backtrack a bit. I'm curious to know about the youth group years. Yes, yes. Uh, where were you a youth leader and, and what did it look like? Yeah, it was at the same church. So shout out. I think they're still going. It's a, it's not like what it used to be. Gold Coast Independent Baptist Church yeah. is where I was, uh, you know, raised as a young man. And uh, we ran uh, youth groups in Narang, Gold Coast, uh, you know, the classic good old days where you literally took a you know, a 12-seater or a 24-seater van out there around Narang, and you yell out, you know, we've got a youth group in, and, ki- and parents would literally be <laughs> chucking their kids into the van. You know, there was no, you know, sign permission forms or anything like that. There was no working with kids' cards. We would load, you know, a 12-seater van would have 30 kids in it, and we would just do, you know, it was one. It was back in the good old days of that, and we would play the craziest games that you wouldn't be allowed to play now, like uh, the classic, the most favourite one was fireball soccer. Uh-huh. We, we soaked a bag... A, a, a bunch of rags, tied them all very tightly into about the size of a soccer ball, soaked them in kerosene. Oh, my goodness. Lit them on fire and then, look, only a couple of kids ended up in hospital. <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm only joking. <laughs> I'm only joking. But we would do some crazy games on the old, uh, you know, youth group days back in the uh, – Back in the back in the late eighties, it would have been yeah, fantastic, mate. And tell us a bit about what you did after school. What, what, yeah, did you, did you go to so Bible the, college straight away? Yeah, but pretty much worked at work, saved up, went to Bible college pretty straight away. So there's been two passions in my life. You know, illustration and photography. I've always been attracted to that. You know, that side of the arts and creativity, and then also, uh, you know, the Bible. Yep. Basically, you know, they're the, they're, if there's if there's two things in my life, so there's always been a battle between the two. I thought I was going to become an illustrator. Um, you know, I thought I, I dabbled in it, did some work in graphic design, uh, a sign business, uh, illustration, worked uh, for a few different people, uh, but very quickly, um, you know, wanted to get into Bible college and got a couple of years of that underneath my belt. No degrees or qualifications other than, you know, just those, uh, you know, big Bible surveys. And the Bible college that I went to uh, doesn't exist in Australia anymore. It's it's a it's a worldwide ministry, uh, Word of Life. Uh, again, uh, more on the conservative end of, end of the evangelical, you know, type of spectrum there, but a very great, uh, you know, Bible overview and a very strong commitment to working in camp ministry, working right. with young people. Mm-hmm. So that's that, that's again, I thought maybe I'd end up in that, you know, thing. So that's why I went in that direction for a long time. Okay, and then what did you do after Bible college? Well, uh, then then came back, travelled around a bit. Uh, I, 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 you know, this is now we're now in the early nineties, mid early mid nineties. I was able to travel around the states for six months with about you know a thousand dollars in my pocket, you know, wow. sleeping on people's couches. <laughs> uh, back then, you could get a, a a ticket to Delta. They had a ticket available for people who lived outside of us out of the USA, and it was I think it was seven hundred dollars Australian, and it was sixty days of unlimited travel within mainland ah. mainland USA. So I there was times where I had nowhere to sleep, and so I would catch a long flight. So you could sleep on the plane. <laughs> I would get so I would have to sleep and get fed on the plane. Wow. Uh, so um, you know, I did that for a while, and that sort of I was able to go to a bunch of Christian music festivals. Yeah, uh, and that really gave me. I got to see the birth of you know some really independent uh, record labels like Tooth and Nail, and uh, you know some other dance and hip hop ones over there. And then I was able to come back to Australia, and I eventually ended up in Geelong, where uh, working with a photographer working in a church, helping out with the youth group, and then also on the side uh, working in radio and starting a Christian record label, if that really? wasn't Yeah. Okay. So all, all of the above, like I had my finger in everything. So shout out to, um, you know, Juice uh, on the Gold Coast, which started off as, as Rima Gold Coast. Yep. 
Uh, 96.3 in Geelong, which started off off as Rima Geelong. I cut my teeth in radio in both of those places. And while doing that and going to Christian music festivals around Australia, had a real passion to see the Australian music scene, um, you know, get built up. And it's... I, I still have that same passion. Yeah. So for about a decade, we we ran a record label called Mustard Records mm-hmm. uh, in partnership with uh, CMC Distribution down in Geelong. Uh, we signed bands like Sons of Cora and Compliments of Gus, uh, you know, things like that, and uh, worked with a whole bunch of uh, Australian Christian hip-hop artists, uh, did a lot of live touring, DVDs, videos. We've done all the works and uh, had a lot of fun doing that. Um, but uh, after 10 years of it costing you a lot of money. You never make money in Christian, you know, Christian yeah, record labels. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a great expense to you know, have there. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, that that era of needing a record label sort of ended in the, you know, in the mid-aughts there. So we, we sort of wrapped it up around then. Well, have a listen to how our paths must have crossed back then. So yes. 1990, yeah. I come to the Lord of the Youth Camp mm-hmm. and I start a Christian radio show yeah. in Coffs Harbour okay. called The Jesus Rock Show. <laughs> <laughs> subtle, 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 very yeah, subtle, yeah. very subtle. Man. And I used to get CDs from CMC. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, remember yeah. CDs? Those yes, little, yeah, yes. Yeah. And back then they might have even had the four stickers: buy, buy four, get one free. Yeah, that's you know? right. that's exactly right. Yeah. And uh, so I was playing all those kind of Christian artists. Yes. Uh, and anything from Australia, we'd love to play. Yeah. It. Most yeah. of it was from America, but we'd get any Aussie artists we could. Yeah. And uh, I fell in love with Christian music back then. Yes. And remember back in the day, there was Sunfest at Boona. Yes, yes. And then there was the AGMF, which then yes, became Easterfest. Yes, And Black Stump in exactly. Sydney. Oh, look. I used to go to all of them, mate. Well, our paths <laughs> would have crossed because, uh, you know, we ran stages, we ran tents, we ran, uh, you know, venues and events at all of those festivals yeah. back in the day. So, And brought out artists from America. We, we toured artists from the States and, uh, you know, had a great time doing that over yeah. here. Well, you know, I just think uh, Christian music is so powerful. And yes. I've you know been listening to you on the radio a bit lately and you love your flashbacks. <laughs> you, you love to talk about oh this album was from this year yeah, and it yeah. was written by this and you know. Yeah. Um so just take us back to your earlier years <laughs> oh, in Christian man. music. Who was some of your first artists oh. that really impacted you? Like I, I was I was you know I get in, you get into music when you're about again now it's a lot younger kids are exposed to it a little bit differently these days but for me I sort of discovered music in you know, when I was about 12 or 13, yeah. sort of entering high school, you got to sort of – and back then, when you know, because we're old, your, your whole identity was around the type of music that That's you right. listen to. You know, yeah. there's there's the hard rock crew and there's yeah. the heavy metal guys, there's the emo guys, <laughs> there's the hip-hop, you know, whatever it is. And I loved everything. I yeah. just loved everything. Um, and, uh, you know, and then, you know, by listening to everything uh, and going to a very conservative church – yeah. I I would often get convicted that I was listening to too much secular music. And yeah. so, you know, you discover Amy and, uh, you know, uh, Michael and all the classics, uh, you know, um, you know, back in the uh, back in the olden days, um, David Meese was an early yeah, one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You know, people were giving me these albums, and a, a lot of it was, you know, I thought, okay, this is okay. It's very poppy. It's a little bit cheesy. Um, and then I discovered Keith Green. Oh yeah, someone Come gave on. me someone gave me a compilation of Keith Green. And again, Keith at the best of times can be as cheesy and, and goofy as anybody else. Yeah, but there's a sincerity. Oh yeah, to Keith, and there's a songwriting craftsmanship that is just rivaled. You know, still unrivaled. Yeah, and that really turned me around and turned me on to to the fact that this is. A genre that should be respected in of of itself, even though it's so wide as far as 
genres go. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, and then I discovered Christian hip hop and you know Christian rock and Christian this and Christian that, and it's just been an ever growing love affair for me. Yeah, yeah. Of of wanting to understand it, catalog it. Uh, you know, uh, and be and be across it because I I get upset. So many Christians don't harness the power of Christian music in their life. It yeah. can be, and it doesn't. And when we talk about the power of Christian music in someone's life, a lot of times people just think of worship music, and don't, that has its place. It's fantastic, but there's a lot of other genres and a lot of other moods or modes that I think God can use in our life with different, you know, different genres. So. Yeah. I'm pas- I'm still just as passionate about it as I've as, as I've always been. <laughs> so good, mate. Well, I'll have to share a couple of my stories on that too. So my mum was right into Christian music when I first came to the Lord. Yeah, and she used to have Larry Norman yes. albums. Yep, yep. And uh, Only I remember visiting the planet, and, the yeah. cassette tape of Steve Grace, Children yes. of the Western yes, World. Classic, yeah, yeah. classic. Uh, White Heart. Don't oh, wait for the movie. You know, uh, the best. Yep. So all those, you know, bands that you're talking about yeah. around this, you know, and I didn't discover Keith Grinch a little bit later, which I regret because he's definitely in my top five <laughs> right now. You've got Third Day as number one for me and then, you know, probably Casting Crowns and Switchfoot. Yes. And then Keith Green's up there somewhere. Yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. I, my, my taste is a little bit more alternative. <laughs> I really, I still, you know, I still love discovering new Christian music. It's yeah, my cool. favourite thing to do. Yeah. Uh, new artists around the world. And this is the wonderful era that we live in with streaming music. I know it's hard for Christian artists because they don't make any money from it. I yeah. understand that. But I tell you what, the, the, the trade-off of me being able to discover a brand new musician who's blowing my socks off and he's from Nigeria. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. or he's or he's, yeah. or he's from Zimbabwe, and I'm like, yeah. I would have never been able to find <laughs> this before. But here he is, just alongside everybody else, and he, you know, like all the latest bands that are coming out of the UK are just blowing me away. There's a scene happening over there that is just so creative and so interesting. Mm. So, uh, you know, I'd love to, uh, you know, hopefully one day, um, and this is me even, you know, one of the reasons why I, I took this role at Vision. Because I see, uh, you know, Vision, you know, the the, the Christian, uh, you know, organisation of, of of Vision, being an Australia wide organisation, and I think we could be do a lot more of championing alternative Christian music, different yep. Christian music, but also Australian Christian yeah, music. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Yep, yep. Well, it's changed so much. I mean, we used to have Easter Fest every year was our big event, but now yes. that that's finished. Yeah. Um, and since COVID, there aren't many great events going on. No. But you can do a lot of stuff online and exactly. through radio, you know. So, mate, um, I'm just curious to know, you know, I've looked up your, uh, your website, right, and yep. uh, it's got there that you're a professional music geek and yep. amateur Bible <laughs> nerd. Now, I love the way you've described yourself. Um you know, I'm curious to know <laughs> yeah. what what's your habits when it comes to the Word of God. Do you uh, do daily devotions? Yes. Do you have a blog that you do? Like, what, what, how do you get into the Word? I, yeah. I am a I am a big one, and I rabbit on about this all all the time. The Word of I'm I'm amazed, and I think it was because I was raised in a church where the Word of God was just read daily. Yeah, not glamour. You weren't like having a an emotional. Like, oh, this is – it wasn't like flipping it open and God speaking to me out of the Word and, oh, this is the verse I needed just for the day. Not that there's anything wrong with yeah, that. Don't, yeah, don't, yeah, don't yeah. get me wrong. But it was a methodical, right, we're reading these three chapters today as we work our way through the Word of God. Good. And that was my culture. And it wasn't until I started visiting other churches where I would talk to people and people would talk to me. And this might be you listening right now. 
I would talk to them about reading the entire Bible and people would would talk to me about it as if I was talking about climbing Everest or as if I was talking about that impossible thing that might happen one day in their life. Yeah, if yeah. only they could get to the right place, they will get to the place where they could read the entire Bible. And I was like, don't get me wrong, the Bible is the Bible. It's just a book. It's just reading pages a day and you will get through it. It's not impossible. If I've done it multiple times in my life, any dumb dumb can do it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And so yeah. that is why uh that is why you know, I'm very passionate about reading plans that take people through whether it's a year, two years. I'm actually working on one myself right now. I'm writing one. I've written a few chronological reading plans in different orders, but I'm working on a three-year plan. Wow, that's great. And I think three years working yourself through the entire Bible is a very manageable pace. You're nearly at about a chapter a day. Yeah, yeah. And you've got time to process it, think about it. So I'm working on some ways how I can encourage and walk with people to read through the entire Bible at the moment in three years. That's my next That's my next little project. Fantastic. It's a bit of exclusive. There's an exclusive <laughs> here it. for Here we Matt. go, breaking news. <laughs> well, I just have loved getting to know you lately, and I love your enthusiasm. I love your heart for God, for Christian music, for the Word. And, uh, mate, it's such a blessing to connect. If people want to find out more, you're on pretty much every social media platform you can think of. Uh, yeah, just, just Google search DJ Payne, P-A-I-N-E, Whatever your you know weapon of choice is, I'm probably there. Or you can find my website. The easiest one is DJP. That's for my name, DJ Payne. DJP.fm. Nice and short. It's only five letters long. Uh, if you go there, you can find all my connections there. Well, DJ, I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Bless you, mate. If you'd like to hear this conversation again, listen online anytime at historymakersradio.com. There you'll also find links to all of our social media channels, and you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. History Makers is a faith-based ministry, and we want to thank everyone for their generous support. If you've got a suggestion of anyone we should interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless. I'm Matt Prater, and my challenge to you now is to go and make history. Matt Prater's latest book is now available. History Makers, Devotions, Downloads and Dad Jokes. It will take you on a journey through God's Word and will hopefully give you a few laughs along the way. It's just $15 plus postage. Order now at historymakersradio.com. Discounts available for bulk orders. The heart behind this book is to challenge people to get into the habit of daily devotions with Jesus. Find out more at historymakersradio.com. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.